When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Listen, listen, listen up, okay? Clean out your ears, get some some damn uh, Q-tips, listen up. I don't have a a polished, pleasant intro for you today. I have some things to get off my chest on this episode, okay? Like a woman getting a breast reduction, I got some shit to get off my chest, okay? I got some things to say, okay? Okay? I might not go into as much detail on some of these episodes as y'all want me to because I need to do some ranting and I need to do some raving on this episode, okay? I got some things to talk about. R.I.P. Cachet, even though she she not dead, but you know what I mean? R.I.P. Cachet, R.I.P. Love Island USA because y'all are not giving what had needed to be had gave okay this is your unscripted episode of reality and comics too and i got some shit to say that's right you're listening to reality and comics too the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss 
right along with me. Yeah, yeah, fuck all that, fuck all that, okay? I got some shit to talk about today, okay? I know y'all, or y'all want me to go through the episodes and recap and yada, 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 titty, 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 okay? I got some things I need to get off my chest. Y'all know I have been on a Love Island spiral. I've been watching UK, I've been watching USA, I'm about to start Australia. Hello, mate, down under, okay? I was about to start it. Listen. USA, you call Carlos King. <laughs> you know, that's my solution to everything. Call Carlos King. I don't know what to tell y'all. Y'all just made a, a fatal mistake. Y'all made a cut. Well, one was out of your hands, but production, you could have stepped in and stopped this last one. You could have stopped this last one. You know what? G- give me a minute. I'll rant about that later. And that's what I'm actually going to introduce my new segment. Not really a new segment, but I'm going to give out a, an award every episode and my award is going to be called the bald head hoe award of the week now look i as you know am a bald head hoe okay so i figure it can be either a positive award or it can be a negative award every week oh but the first bald head hoe award i'm going to give out this week is definitely going to be negative. So be on the lookout for that. Before I spiral into the negativity, let me get a couple of housekeeping items out of the way. Number one, The Encore. I will be talking about this latest episode of The Encore as well as the upcoming finale in next week's episode. I want to just go ahead and give y'all all of that jam packet. You know, it'll be a good way to, you know... Put the, the the bow on the chapter. I love that show. That show loves me. I uh, Carlos King started following me on Instagram because of that show. The way I was going up for it and everything. You, listen, that show will have a special place in my heart. I'm already ready for season two. Okay, I'm already ready for season two. The question I have for y'all is: When we get an encore season two. Do we want it to be the male version or do we want another female version? I'm okay with either. You know, I love me some R&B. That is my genre. Okay. That is my genre. Okay. (laughs) I, I wouldn't mind a male version. I would love another female version, but I would love a male version. Okay. The question is, who do we want in that? See, I don't know if the world is ready to see like Casey and Jojo on a reality show. I really I really don't know that. So we go <laughs> we go bypass them for now. Maybe some of them guys from Drew Hill. What do y'all think about Drew Hill? I don't know. Um I are the guys from Tony 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 still alive? <laughs> See, I'm over here laughing. I should have checked before I said that shit. I'm somebody might be dead and then I'm I look like the asshole. What fade you say? Now I'm the daggone villain. What about Black Street? I don't know. H Town guy? The OJ, not the OJ, they'll be so damn out of place. (laughs) Y'all just sing family reunion and y'all get the hell back on the plane, okay? Don't y'all worry about this. The only person from that era that I could see doing this show is Ronald Isley, because Ronald Isley ain't missing no check, okay? (laughs) He'll do shit with R. Kelly. He don't give a damn. He he coming in. What about Color Me Bad? I don't know. 
I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm trying to give y'all something off the cuff, show off my R&B knowledge. I don't know. Boys to Men, maybe. Maybe we'll get a couple of them. I don't know. Uh, oof. I don't know. Jagged Edge, I feel like, is a shoe-in. You got to do it with Jagged Edge, especially they be, child, they be, try, they be ready to go anyway. Guy, maybe. I don't know. Listen, y'all think on it. Maybe I'll put a question up the day, or, you know, on Instagram, the day that this comes out, and I'll get some suggestions from y'all, and then maybe we'll tag Carlos King and we'll give him some suggestions. I think, you know, then we got to see if we really want to go the male route or if we want to go the female route. I don't know, you know. We'll see. I'm okay with either, but I just threw out a whole lot of suggestions for y'all. So if there was somebody that you feel is glaring, ooh, I didn't think about like Omarion and B2K and Pretty Ricky and all them. That, that, that's a that's a ghetto ass uh faction of history right there. And I would love to see it on a reality show. We know Fizz and uh Baby Blue Woo Woo. <laughs> Baby Blue Woo Woo. We know he'll do reality TV, so there ain't no shame in that game. We know they'll come up, they'll step forth, they will do what the hell needs to be designed. Okay. So maybe. I don't know. That's that's a good little pocket. Of R and B, all about the cinema. Really, really was cinema, cause child, that's a, a whole thing right there. So maybe, maybe if we go the male route, maybe, maybe that's what we'll start with. We'll, we'll start with that. I've told y'all before that Carlos King don't make no mistakes, but I feel like this season should have included some girls from Escape. Like all of them, no reality TV. All of them have done reality TV. So at this point, we could have got some of them. Maybe they wanted to, you know, test the water a little bit, see if it was going to be a hit show. So I think definitely season two, if you want to go the female route again, we can definitely do some escape. Latosha, I know you ain't got shit going on. You could do it. You and Tamika, y'all ain't doing shit. And Tiny, all them allegations, you you know what? No, no, no. Let me... Da, 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 da. Um, let's see. Who else could maybe okay, we know them SWV girls. They're good at reality TV. They they their show was a little scripted. It was a little scripted for my taste, but you know, maybe. Brownstone, we know Nikki Gilbert. Nikki Gilbert was behind one of the best R and B shows in my opinion, R and B Divas. Okay, so her and you know, if they had to get somebody, you know, that was you know how they had Nivea, she wasn't in a group, but she was, you know, she was dirty beater, you know. So then we'll have Faith Evans, you know, she pop in on Love and Hip Hop every now and then to support her husband, Stevie J. So maybe her. Uh, Jade, that'll be a good one. Maybe Changing Faces, Allure, you know, somewhere around, well, child's about to say 3LW, but they, girl. I don't know, maybe Adrian to come in the house. I don't know how much longer the real go be on TV. <laughs> on TV no way. So I don't know. Child, get one of them damn pussycat dolls. We don't know none of their names except Nicole Chickenburger, but <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, something just flew directly at me. It was a moth and it just scared the absolute shit out of me. I'm okay now. Don't worry. Don't cry for me, Savannah. I will be okay. Child, the power of editing. Let me tell you something. I had to just pause this shit and calm down. I'm back now, though. Oh, Lord Jesus. That mouth scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what the fuck it was. The goddamn dog jumped up, started barking. They didn't know what the hell it was either. It wasn't doing shit but barking at it, though. So, I mean, I, I didn't stand a, a rat's chance. <laughs> a rat's ass in hell. I didn't stand a damn chance. Listen. Let me go ahead and move on. We'll, we'll brainstorm about this. I'll make it fun. I'll post it on Instagram. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the things. We'll talk about the things. Okay. We're going to talk about the things. Let's go ahead and get into, I want to talk about a new show 
that I checked out over the weekend, as well as one that I told y'all about last episode. So let's talk about Fuckboy Island, of course, and Sexy Beast on Netflix. So once again, we got another three-episode drop of F-Boy Island on HBO Max. Now look, this show is actually really funny to me. Like, I audibly laughed multiple times while watching these episodes. From the dudes arguing to the girls sitting between them trying not to laugh. Like, it's, it was it was a lot in these episodes. Okay, so the crux of these episodes was one of the guys, Casey, who is, I think he's after, oh, the girl with the initials. I can never think of her name. Um child we'll call her bb <laughs> now we'll call her cc like whinings because this is a gospel podcast okay <laughs> listen the guy named casey he was going up to bat for his boy garrett garrett who i listen garrett is textbook fuck boy but i love the energy that garrett gives on this show okay garrett is doing what needs to be done he is giving you reality tv so i appreciate Garrett, okay? He was going up for his boy Garrett because he felt like, you know, Garrett was getting the raw end of the deal. You know, they revealed last week at the end of the episodes that he had a girlfriend back at home. And so they like, well, if you got a girlfriend back at home, what the hell are you doing here? That must mean you a fuck boy. He was like, no, that situation ended. I came here. I'm looking for something new. I'm a nice guy. I'm everything that you want. I'm what your mama tells you about, you know, the nice boy at church. I sit front row, you know, deaconess, you know, doing all that kind of line. You know how Garrett do. And then <laughs> he's going up to bed for him. And the girl like, well, damn, maybe you want to fuck Garrett. Because, I mean, you you going up to bed for him. And I'm telling you to steer clear. And then what they didn't know was that this batch of episodes was going to contain a double elimination. So she put the guy in the bottom two, not knowing, not knowing that it was going to be a double elimination. So she put him there, wanting to give him a warning. She's like, you know what? I just want to, I want to warn you. I don't want to, you know, do nothing crazy. I just want to warn you. You know, I'm going to send this other dude who name I can't remember home, but I need you to be in the bottom two, you know, so I can, you know, do what needs to be done. You know, I can give what needs to be had given. But... Nikki Glazer came through. She said, oh, no, sis, this is a double elimination. Everybody's standing up, taking their raggedy asses home. They going to Limbro. They going to wherever the hell they holding these people hostage at while uh, coronavirus is going on. I don't know what the hell was going on, but they had these people hostage. Them hot people just wanted to go to hell home. They couldn't do it, okay? That was the main crux of the episodes. But the other thing was with one of the contestants, Nakia. Now, Nakia, who I think is the most gorgeous woman on the planet, like Nakia gives, okay? Nakia always looks good when she steps on that camera, when she comes to those eliminations, her little confessionals, good, 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 good. She looks good every single time. Nakia has two guys. Oh, Lord, I'm going to fuck their names. What are their names? She has two guys that are constantly... Like, fight, not fighting over her, but vying for her attention the most. That's right. The two guys that are fighting over her are o OG Jared, because there are two Jareds, child. OG Jared 
and Colin. Those are the two. So they get into a pretty heavy in this episode too. The funniest shit in the world happens on this episode. The man says, because, okay, he is doing like this last ditch attempt to make sure that he stays. There was no elimination one of the episodes because of the double elimination, obviously. No one went home that time, but he kind of panicked and he said, you know, I'm falling in love with you. She was like, oh, you know, everybody's kind of surprised. They like, well, it's kind of early. Well, how the hell you falling in love with her that damn fast? And we just got here 17 minutes ago. Like, how are you in love? Child, when they confronted this boy when she was around, Colin said, so you said you were falling for her. You think you can follow her that soon? He's like, yeah. I said what I said. You know, I'm falling for her. I said I'm falling in love with her. And he's like, you really think you could be falling in love with someone that fast? He's like, yeah. He said, okay, so what's her last name? Child, that boy said, why do I got to know her last name to be in love? The girl was sitting, Nakia was sitting right between them. And when I tell you she was trying her hardest not to laugh at this shit, that when I tell you it put me on the floor, I had to pause this shit and rewind it about three times. It was so fucking funny to me. F-Boy Island, if you need to a good binge, if you're like into the Love Islands, but much like, but like funnier than Love Island, it's a little quicker than Love Island too. Cause Love Island, you know, somebody get eliminated every week, but child, you know, it'd be 13 episodes a week. So it feel like forever before somebody finally go home, try to take their ass back on the plane. But F boy Island, it moves at a quicker pace. The guys, <laughs> the concept is just hilarious. The fact that, okay. One of the big reveals that we got was that, during the episode where no one went home, the stipulation was they all had to tell the women if they were an F-boy or a nice guy, which I don't think none of us were expecting until the very, very end of this show. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. They told them right now. So these last four episodes are going to be in the sting, okay? They sat up there and told her that, and Nakia finds out that every man on that island that she's interested in is an F-boy. Every single one of them. Not only that, she still wasn't caring to send any of them home. She's just like, you know what? I feel like they can reform. They can be changed, child. I'm going to leave that for Dr. Monica, okay? That's some shit. Some kind of psychologist or somebody, y'all help this lady figure out why she keeps going for the bad boys. I'll never know. Not my business. I'm staying up out of it. Y'all, F-Boy Island, I would suggest it's only six episodes out right now. Go and get caught up. I'm loving it so far. It's really just a funny little bit. It's nothing too serious either. It's just like stupid drama that you can really actually kind of, you can extrapolate a couple of things out of and really kind of, you can use it in your own dating life, honestly. Like, there are a lot of red flags when watching this show. And I can't believe that the amount of people that purposely overlook red flags simply because they want love. They want L-O-V-E. Love. I can't believe it. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I guess I get it. Everybody's young once, but child, some of y'all in your 30s, I don't know what's, okay, you know what? Let me not judge y'all, okay? <laughs> you know my philosophy, be a whole tea, get married, okay? Anyway, watch F-Boy Island. I want all y'all to watch those six episodes so that you can watch the last four 
with your boy. And then we'll we'll have a whole little kiki ki, cuckoo about it. Let me go ahead and get into this new show that I've been loving. Well, they dropped all the episodes. There's only six of them on Netflix. It's called Sexy Beast. Each episode is like 20 minutes long. It's not a hard binge. You could probably finish all of the episodes within two hours. Like, it's not a hard binge at all. It's a fun little show. We watched it early Sunday morning, just like, I don't know why the hell I was awake, but we just sat and watched it. We laughed through this cute little show. So, let me give you the premise. It's basically Love is Blind, but actually, I think it's the same people that made Love is Blind. It's Love is Blind, except in costumes, so like cosplay. (laughs) So if you want to go to Comic-Con, but you also want to meet the love of your life, this show is for you, okay? You might be like me. I fall into that category. I don't know. Fuck love. Anyway, the show is, there's one person, either a man or a woman, every time, and then they're in, like, when I tell you they're in costume, they're in complete costume, like mask, paint, body, like it's all gloves, everything. They're different animals. That's why it's called sexy beast. So like there's a frog, they got beavers. Like the first, I think the first or the second guy was a beaver. That was my favorite episode. That was kind of funny. So this like, I'm talking about, he's like a jack dude too. Like huge, constantly flexing his pecs, making them dance. Boom, 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 boom. Making the pecs dance. He's got these, this beaver mask on. I did not know. Okay, look. How do I say this? Um, I feel like sometimes you can tell. It's very ignorant to say, so y'all leave me the fuck alone, okay? It's... Sometimes you can tell when somebody black or white based on their voice, okay? I'm just saying. Sometimes you can. I actually didn't put two and two together. I didn't know this man was black, so when he revealed himself, I was shocked. I was shocked. Like, not even like saying like he was like articul like over articulating or under articulating like nothing. I just genuinely couldn't tell. Like he was giving me like frat boy energy. I don't know. He was he was very upbeat and everything. I think maybe the beaver teeth were, were throwing it off, so maybe I couldn't place the voice. I think that's what it was. We'll we'll go with that. Okay. Ooh, it was a lot. So what it is is the one person. Like, the beaver goes, and he has three dates. So there's one woman that comes. She's dressed as, you know, God knows whatever. Like, uh, I think one of the women was dressed as a a fairy. One of them was, uh, 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 like, a 90-year-old woman or a witch, a 100-year-old witch. I don't know. And then there was something else, child. I ain't going to try to think of what the hell other thing was. All of them. So he eliminates them one by one. And after each reveal, they go, and they get out of costume. And they reveal themselves to be like the baddest on the planet. It's like, damn, I missed out on that. And maybe what if I got uh uh uh, uh Miss <laughs> who drive the uh the magic school bus? That woman, Miss Fred. Uh, I can't think of that lady name. Huh? She driving the damn bus and she uh driving the boat too. How about that? <laughs> Come on, Megan. So he eliminates them each until he makes his decision. Then he gets out of costume, reveals himself, and then he meets the runner-up first. You know, he's like, okay, that's beautiful, that's beautiful, okay, what did I get? And then you get to meet the person that you picked. I don't think any of these are set up to last, but it's a very, it's an entertaining show. Again, Netflix, six episodes, super funny. If you have nothing to do during your workday, check it out. Six episodes, two hours of your time. 
watch it. It's a fun little show to have on in the background. You know, you ain't got to pay super close attention to it. You know, it's just a little, you know, around the house. You know, it's a good little, you know, something, something. So check it out. Sexy Beast Netflix just dropped, uh, I want to say last week. Maybe last week. You know I be lying sometimes. I do that. I lie sometimes. I'm kind of like Karen Huger. I be lying sometimes too, but don't nobody really just check me on it. So, I don't know. You know, if, you, if y'all not going to check me, I'm not going to check me either. How about that? <laughs> okay. Let me... Oh, boy. I'm trying to see if I'm ready to go ahead and rant and rave or if I want to talk about a different show. For You know what? No. Fuck it. The crux of this episode and the ball head whole war. Let me go ahead and get into Love Island. Okay, let me just get into it because I I have thoughts and fee-fees, as Stephanie from the Mocha Menace podcast says. I love me some Love Island, okay? I've been watching the U.S. version and the U.K. version succinctly. I've been watching them at the same damn time, okay? I, oh boy, I have been thoroughly enjoying the U.K. version. They had me start with season five, okay? Season five. It is top-tier TV. I went through the gambit of emotions. The gamut. Gambit is an X-Man. Look, I'm a little drunk. Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> Y'all know what the hell I'm trying to say. Shit. I went through all of the emotions. There we go. And it is stellar television. I watched season five. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, because I don't want to ruin anything for anyone that hasn't seen it but plans on watching Amber, I finally got to the end. I'm so happy that Amber and Greg won, even though I know they've broken up (laughs) at this point. I actively rooted against Michael for what feels like forever. I rooted against Jordan from the moment he started being a dumbass. Him and Anna were my favorite couple. I loved them so much. Like, I loved Anna and Jordan when they were good. She came back from uh Casa Amor and she was amazing. She was just like, you know what? This is this is everything I needed to be. It's everything. And they made this beautiful relationship. And then he fucked up because he got the worst information and advice in the world from Curtis, who I believe truly don't be mad at me. Be mad at your mammy. I believe that Curtis was the villain of this season. <laughs> now, I know he was portrayed as the lovely ballroom dancer, but Curtis was hands down the most toxic masculinity pushing motherfucker on the planet. His idea of giving advice was basically going to the girls and telling them why they should see the guy's point of view. And that is a dangerous way to balance relationships. He was terrible at it. I saw through the shit from the beginning, but it really came at a head when he gave Jordan that horrible advice that set everything off. Woo. Now that was top tier TV. If y'all, okay. There are 50 episodes in love Island, UK season five. When you get to episodes 44 and 45, baby, that's television. That is television. That's television, okay? Anna got in his ass. Woo! She got in that ass like an enema. 
she got in that ass like a colonic. She was on his ass like back pockets. Do you hear me? Okay. She was in that ass like a uh, like the nighttime at a pride festival. Okay. She was in that ass. She got in that ass. It was beautiful television. I was so damn stressed out watching this shit. I didn't know what to do. And I watched it at the end of my work week. My work week was already hectic. But Lord, I just couldn't turn away. It had me so damn stressed out. I didn't know what to do. The other thing that had me stressed out, few things that had me stressed out. Because there were some good arguments throughout this season. Amber and Michael's relationship. Amber deserved the world. I, I've never been on a journey with a character like that in my life. Amber, I hated when the show first started. I was like, oh my God, you have the worst attitude. You're this, you're that. I don't know when it happened, but somewhere along the lines of her and Michael's relationship, I loved Amber. And I loved Michael at that point too. Hoo-wee! Casa Amor. See, that's what I'm, I'm going to talk about the U.S. version in a minute. Because Casa Amor in this season of U.S. paled in comparison. It was horseshit compared to the U.K. version. My God, my God. Woo. Their version, she came back expecting to be in a relationship with Michael. Michael brought Joanna back. Joanne, Joanna, whoever. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging you, please don't steal Michael. She came back. That boy was in a full-fledged relationship. And he attempted to gaslight her as if they weren't just perfectly fine before he left. He tried to make, make it seem like, oh, no, we were having problems. And I expressed all of this to you. And yada, yada, yada. And, ooh, I've never been so angry watching a damn reality TV show. It's pretty fucking ridiculous. Oh, boy. Along with them, you have Mora. Now, Mora. Maura delivered some top-tier television as well. Maura gave us two altercations that I literally had to watch through my fingers. I'm telling y'all all this because I'm I'm getting to the U.S. version, basically. Oh, let me let me go ahead and give out my bald head hoe award, okay? My bald head hoe award of the week goes to production on Love Island, USA for fumbling the bag and pretty much telling us that their version of Love Island will never even compete with any of the international versions because I heard Australia is off the motherfucking chain too. I'm going to start it. I'll report back, but they are off the chain too. So I'm excited to see it. Okay. Whew. Listen, they fumbled the bag in a couple of different ways. I had to tell y'all about how much I loved season five for, to really tell y'all, how not giving this season of U.S. is and how they just really fucked up this week. So this week, the the most entertaining thing about this season of Love Island has been the fact that Cachet, who is basically the main character, I know it's an ensemble cast, but it's Cachet's show. Cachet has been in a love triangle since she got there. It turned into a square at some point, but then, you know, she did what she needed to do. Cache liked Cinco. Cinco liked Cache, but Cache was the outsider of Cinco and Trina. Now, keep in mind, she was with Cinco at first. Cinco got his head turned. Cinco chose Trina. They went on about their business the whole time. 
Cache and Cinco were talking. He wanted her back. That was the one he wanted to be with. But then Casa Amor happened. And that's basically the only thing that happened at Casa Amor. That and a little boy kissing that girl and then acting like it wasn't a big deal. But whatever. Not my business. The girl didn't have enough self-esteem to care. Why the fuck should I? Okay. Will, child, who is it? Will and Kira. Who am I supposed to root for? Will and Kira. Am I supposed to root for Jeremy? I'll be damned. You know what? Let me get back on track. That threesome, foursome was about the only good thing to happen. But this week alone, two major events happened on Love Island USA. The first one being, oh boy. The first one being Josh. They're awoken in the morning or at some point at night. I don't know. But Josh comes in there with Shannon and you can tell he just looks distraught. Shannon looks like, you know, she just saw a ghost. They just looked like something was wrong. They announced to the cast that his sister has died. Now, when I talked about this with someone, it was uh, Tom Hamlet from the Dumpster Dive podcast. I'm sure y'all have heard, y'all have heard me and Tom interacting many a time. I've been on Dumpster Time, Dumpster Dive numerous times. I've been on their Patreon uh, Tom has been doing, he's done the, the big brother recap with me for truly anything with Donnie and Amanda. You know, you, you've heard us interact. I was texting with him cause he had asked me, I wasn't going to say anything to him until I knew he was caught up, but he texted me and he said, Hey, are you caught up on love Island? You know, us. I was like, yep, I am. And I'm mad as fuck. I've been making memes, but I'm trying not to post them because I'm in my feelings. Okay. This section of this episode was going to be called white supremacy, but I, <laughs> I reeled it back in. Okay. You know, I have to really, I have to really reel myself in sometimes from going the fuck off and getting canceled on this podcast. So I'm like, you know what? Let me not do that. Let me rein it in a bit. Cause I was going to do a whole section on white supremacy. I still might give me a little time. Okay. He asked me, he said, you know, uh, are you caught up? I said, yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? Like, what, like, who are we supposed to, I'm like, who the fuck are we supposed to root for now? Basically, we're trying to figure out, like, I'm not about to watch this show when I've been actively rooting against Jeremy the entire time. And somehow, magically, he's still here, even though he's been through as many women as Anton went through on the UK version. Like, you never make a love connection, but child... Jeremy, you ain't gonna find nobody. Take your ass home, too. I'm just upset. Look, long story short, they leave the villa. So now one of our favorite couples, Josh and uh, Shannon, are now gone. Because Shannon, one thing about Shannon, Shannon was gonna tell you how the fuck it T.I. is, okay? She was gonna tell you how it is. The second thing that happened this week, Cache, they had a recoupling ceremony. The last person to pick, because it was guys picking girls this time, was Charlie. Charlie decides that he's going to pick, I can't even think of the damn good name, but he decided he's going to pick the damn girl instead of Cachet. Now listen, if nothing else upset me on this show, that upset me on this damn show. Here is why I say production should have stepped in, because I know y'all are saying, well, is based on, you know, the couplings and all this kind of stuff. Listen, you have centered cachet at the very center of this show to where it feels weird to watch it without her. That being said, 
You, just like the producers of Big Brother, could have done something. Now, y'all not going to sit up here and tell me that Big Brother, <laughs> they don't uh, interfere with production and get involved and send some people home when they need to and keep somebody there. And, oh, my God, there's a new power. And, oh, just this week, and the audience has been voting. Now, fuck all that. I don't know that this shit happened. That's called production interference. Matter of fact, I remember one season, I think it was the season... With like Mark and all of them, like Big Buff Mark that used to always cry his season. I believe the live cameras went down one episode because he mentioned production interfering. And they just like went down, dropped, we'll be right back. after this, 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 And they went on down. See, that's the shit I'm talking about. I know what goes on. Production, you could have jumped in and did something. You could have told Charlie before this recoupling, look. You got to stick it out with cash. This ain't that kind of show. If you want to find love, motherfucker, go to a uh, million dollar listing or <laughs> go to uh, Andy Cohen, uh, win a cup, whatever that shit called. Go to some of that dumb shit. This is just for ratings and publicity. We're not doing no real love shit here. So I don't know why they couldn't have stepped in because now, like genuinely, I get it if you want to let cash, like you want to let it play out. The way it was supposed to play out. I get that. But could you afford to lose Cachet, Josh, and Shannon in one week? Like, I'm genuinely asking, like, who am I supposed to be rooting for on this show? Who am I supposed to like? Like, okay, uh, Andre with the eyes, he there, and Trina. They, they're they automatically my favorite now. Not because I necessarily love either one of them. But, I mean, who the hell else could be my favorite? Who the, Who the hell else? Who the hell else? I don't even know the other new boy name. I just know Andre because I thought I recognized him from Thought Bopping on Instagram. That's literally it. Thought Bopping. That's all I knew. So I'm sitting up here like, okay, you got Corey. I love Corey. Okay, Corey and Olivia. Okay, that's cute. You know, a little around the house. You know, that's cute. But I'm not going to tune in for Corey and Olivia. I mean, good try, but okay. Will and Kira are the two most boring people on TV. Him cheating on her in Castle Moore, she didn't even give a damn about that. So you proving that you're one of the people you don't give a damn if he cheats and kisses and smooches and has his head turned because you don't really give a damn. I can't, I can't root for you. Sorry. Sorry. It might be a toxic trait. Sorry. Can't root for you. So y'all are out. Who else is even there? I don't even nobody i feel like nobody else is there the new dudes and then jeremy i'm sorry i keep missing jerry because i hate jerry if you follow me on instagram you know how much i hate jeremy i do not like jeremy ever since he coupled with trina and then the moment he was able now look y'all might be mad at me i don't give a damn this my podcast i'm gonna speak freely and y'all know how i feel about this subject he the moment he could ditched Trina because a pretty white woman came in the house. I don't give a damn what nobody says. And it'd be cool if you know, okay, you like her, you don't like Trina, that's fine. But what you shouldn't do is go to Trina like you are so superior and better than thou and act like, you know, you are now uh, the, the, the sorcerer supreme of the goddamn Love Island and you didn't found your match and yada, yada, yada. And now Trina is just supposed to roll over and die and you got an attitude with her. Eh, he's had a bad taste in my mouth ever since then. He's also super boring, super dry. I usually like dry humor, but I just find him to be very boring. And if if you like him for his looks, I get it, whatever. But uh, 
I don't know. Somebody can be super cute, super attractive, super whatever. But if they ain't got no ounce of personality to back it up, um, I'm not interested. Sorry. Cinco gone, so you can't rely on Cinco uh, thought bopping his way through the house like he was doing. I love Island got to bring in like 70 new people and let us pick some new favorites or something because I don't know. The way it's feeling, I'm going to just say it, and it seems like the Love Island viewers feel the same way. UK will always be superior to USA. It's just the way it is. They need to figure out how the hell they can get on par with it. My suggestion is the same suggestion I have for all reality TV shows. Hire Carlos King. Let him do it. (laughs) He's probably never seen an episode of this show, but let Kingdom Reign take over the reins for whatever production company is in charge right now and just let him do the Lord's work. I'm just saying, let him do it. Let him do it. I don't know. Okay. Let me stop because I am, oof, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've been feeling the ways. I had a whole section. <laughs> I was, I literally ranted. I made memes and everything about how I was going to say how black women are treated on Love Island. I know it's not a secret, I but it bothers me so much. I feel like everybody cachet everybody wants to be with cachet so that they can get in the house and then of course because obviously she was the fan favorite and then they just want to you know give them somebody else it's uh i don't know they need to do a big brother twist in the house something that'll get josh shannon and cachet all back in the house before the end of the season now what that'll be just like a little big brother's twist an unleashed pandora's box I don't know if y'all do a Pandora's Box episode of Love Island. They didn't do it on the whole season of UK I watched, but y'all, that don't mean y'all can't do it. Y'all can do the shit. I'm giving y'all all this damn advice for free. You can do it. Hell, somebody can do it. Shit. Listen, instead of talking about white supremacy, <laughs> I'm just going to move on because whew, I've I've gotten lightheaded and it's, it's just so much. Oh, actually, I'm not going to move on. The other thing. When y'all started me to watching this shit, I had no idea that there was this so-called Love Island curse out there. Tom told me about this too. I'm watching season five. Well, I finished season five of Love Island UK now. Loving Caroline Flack the entire way. Had no idea she committed suicide. And that apparently this was not the first suicide in Love Island history. Like, really? Like, apparently this is a whole issue on this show to where they don't protect the mental well-being of i don't know i don't know what the narrative is but all i know is it's very 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 disheartening so dr monica of course of uh camp getaway and y'all probably know her from uh the club bravo rooms on clubhouse uh dr monica told me to go back and watch season four too because that's another great season of the uk version so i'm like okay and when i was doing my research about this curse i actually found out that one of the contestants that committed suicide too was this guy named mike who was on that season so now i'm really interested in that 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 is that's crazy apparently he hung himself in the park like this is all like sparked the whole like movement to get aftercare for people that participate in reality TV shows, which is, it's crazy. You shouldn't have to ask it that, but it, oh God, I don't know who the other person was. There were three. So there was him. There was uh Flack that hosted the show, Caroline Flack. And then I think there was somebody else named 
Sophie. I don't know if it was Sophia or Sophie, one of them. I think she, I think she dealt with like depression and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if she killed herself or what, but I, I'm pretty sure it was a suicide too. Oh Lord, this a lot. Love Island, y'all making me sad now. This has been the biggest joy of my life for the past three weeks. <laughs> and I need to figure out how I move forward from here because Lord have mercy. I didn't know about this curse. This curse didn't got me shook. Especially since, uh, listen, a curse plus white supremacy (laughs) equals voodoo, okay? I don't know, shit. This is a lot. You know what? Let me me lift the mood. Let me talk about some of these babbit-ass housewives. Before I officially get into Bravo and the Housewives and all that, well, it is Bravo. (laughs) Before I get into the Housewives, how about that? Let me actually, one of the voices you're used to hearing on this podcast is JV. He hasn't written in in a while. Not written in, child. Y'all know what I mean. He hasn't voiced in in a little while. And he wanted to give his thoughts on a lot of different things. So we, you know, I talk about family karma on this podcast. He wanted to start off and give a, a few of his thoughts about family karma in that episode that I talked about last week of Watch What Happens Live. So, OJV. Hey, it's JV from Chicago. And firstly, let me congratulate you on one year of foolishness. I love to see it. Every week I have been forgetting to send in a voice message and I listen to the podcast. I'm like, dang it. All right, but here it goes. I have quite a few thoughts. Family karma. Um, Real briefly, I get the hype and I do love the show. Um, I feel like all their drama was in like the first five episodes of this season. I just want to see Monica Lewinsky and uh, Anisha with with the bags on her eyes. I just want to see the two of them go back and forth. Because what they had on Watch What Happens Live was more entertaining than anything on the actual season. And I just want somebody to finally talk about this alleged fight that I heard on the grapevine happened in the first season with the two of them. But ain't nobody talking about that. Monica seems to be very passive-aggressive. And her basically saying that Anisha's jealous of Monica's relationship with her mom. I would be interested to see how jealous Monica actually is. The fact that her bestie, Brian, is friends with Anish. But, you know, Monica's perfect. I honestly don't care about anybody on this show other than Bali. That That's all I care about. Listen, if we've learned nothing else from the fans and from that episode of Watch What Happens Live, is that we need a season three of Family Karma. That Watch What Happens Live episode, ooh-wee. Listen, we got way too many, way too many loose ends to tie up, okay? We need a season three of this show. And listen, we all love us some Bali, okay? We don't play about Bali, okay? We love anybody that can be a niece and an auntie. That's my kind of person, okay? Somebody that'll go out to the club with you, but also sit and knit a sweater and watch some reality TV with you. That's what I'm talking about. Let me transition over to... How about we talk about the Real Housewives of New York first? I'm not going to touch on them too long, but I did want to mention a couple of things from this episode. First things first, Ebony K. Williams. Oh, Ebony, 
got the results back of the paternity test. And it turns out this woman, and she's built this great relationship, bonding over the fact that, you know, they possibly have the same father, is not actually her sister. It turns out there's not a, there's a 0% chance that they're related. That sucks. It must really suck. Well, first of all, kudos to Ebony K. Williams for following this storyline through. There are some other Bravo liberties. Oh, shit. Oh, Lord, all this coughing, Jesus. I hope I ain't got the Rona. Anyway, there are a lot of other Bravo liberties who have tried this, you know, paternity whole storyline. Nene did it wonderfully. That was a defining moment that really showed how real the Real Housewives of Atlanta was. When she pulled up and that man that looked just like her son was saying that he was the, that um, that was, wow, top tier TV. And now we have Ebony almost a decade and a half later saying that this man who, whose mother has had her picture on her fireplace for years is actually not, that's not her family. Wow. That's gotta suck. I can only imagine. I know people in my life that have gone through this journey and they have had like upset after upset. And it's just, oh, it's sad. I wanted to start this off just by sending love to her. I love me some Ebony. That must suck. I hope, I'm curious to know at the reunion if, you know, I'm curious to know if she actually has made any headway in this journey. I want to know that a lot. Number two. Leah's brother. Um, I was going to dedicate a song to him, but I didn't know what a song felt appropriate. I know it sounds appropriate. Okay. I'm going to leave the door open. I'm going to leave the door open so you can come in. Okay, that I had to go. <laughs> I don't need to say any more, do I? Let me move the fuck on, okay? <laughs> Listen, I'm just... Uh, and then Lee got the nerve to post all them pictures on Instagram afterwards. I know the fuck that. Sonia, drop that business, partner. That man... And his insane ramblings and the woman that always comes to those meetings with him. I don't know. First of all, I don't know why you have so many people on your team. That has never made sense to me. This meeting, you traded out Bethany for Ramona, which was your first damn mistake anyway. But that man and that woman are not, they do not have your best interest at heart. That man will talk you around in circles and circles and circles talking about well no we've got to do this and we've got to do that and we've you know the, the, the numbers and all like a whole lot of bullshit is what he's spitting i would never mm-mm. 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 it ain't never sat right with me nope drop that man song that man has no good intentions for you and i'm sorry if by some chance that man hears this podcast i don't give a damn sir mm-mm. 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 You 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 are not helping her, and then y'all talking about she got all them damn uncashed checks. I wish the you know what now, Sonya. If that's true, you need your ass beat. I wish the fuck I would be in your uh damn financial predicament with that uh that damn house that's falling apart every minute, and then you sit up there sitting on checks. I wish the hell I would. I don't give a damn if he owe you 
a hundred thousand, but he sent you on for ten thousand. You better cash that ten thousand while you can, and then sue that motherfucker for the other ninety. That's what you need to do. Don't try to talk about. Well, no, he still owes me money. Girl, who? Where the fuck you live? Where you do? Where that bitch live at? <laughs> where you living at to where you can just turn down ten thousand dollars? Now, J.P. Morgan ain't got it like that. No, not the way he paying you, cause I. Well, I mean, he got it like that, but he ain't giving it to you like that. How about that? <laughs> okay, listen. Sonia, I'm concerned. This whole episode had me really concerned with you because the last, the, the last thing I was going to address with this episode, oh boy, Sonia, Sonia, I have never been more embarrassed for a housewife than I was at the end of this episode. Now, yes, I know some people felt like Ramona and Luann were being mean girls, but I was so embarrassed. I mean, I was laughing, but I was so embarrassed watching this scene. You blatantly lying about sleeping with this man when everybody knew that his girlfriend was right there in the room. I, I, I mean, I had just, well, you know, you know, I, and then, you know, well, you had said, I, Sonia, I don't know. You got to you got to figure this shit out. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? And you sitting up there earlier in the episode talking about, oh, did I sleep with him? Oh, am I Sonya Morgan? I thought you were, but I don't think you slept with him. That's the thing. That man's girlfriend was there the whole time. You sitting up on national TV telling people that you slept with this man. Really? And now if that, if that lady come out with an article in the damn, uh, what's that newspaper they like to, the page six. If he come out with something in page six and say, uh, Sonya Morgan is lying. She ain't slept with nobody but J.P. Morgan. Then you'd have a whole attitude. See that, Sonya? You sent up there. You about to try to wreck these damn people's lives. Don't do that. Don't do that. You see Luann and uh, Ramona don't believe a damn thing you saying. Leah was trying her hardest not to give in to the bullshit. And Ebony was trying her hardest not to give in to the bullshit. Who? that was, okay. That was a lot. That was a lot to handle. A lot. I I was embarrassed. Like I literally there it's hard to make me get secondhand embarrassing, but that was embarrassing. Like they literally kept going on and on. Like they would say, but his girlfriend was there, you know, like the oh well, you know, I I didn't know it was you know, she didn't matter to me. I didn't know she was his girlfriend. She might have been there, but Sonia, that don't even make sense, baby. What is you doing? What oh no, baby, what is you doing? Like that don't mm mm. That don't that don't make sense, Sonia. I'm Whew, watching your journey this season is a bit up and down for me. I love that Ebony is kind of like taking you under her wing. She wants to teach you self-love. She wants to help you find a man. She wants to make sure that you can stick up for yourself with the other women. She got you in these uh, self-defense classes, all like that. It's like she's helping you be your own new woman. But you want to be the old Sonya Morgan so bad. So bad, so bad. <laughs> Come on, Brandy. Come on, Nene Leaks. You want to be the old Sonia Morgan so bad that you can't even stop and help yourself. It was just embarrassing. I don't, oh boy. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Like, it was hard to watch. It, that was embarrassing. Sonia, just, 
don't lie. Like, if you get some dick, then tell them you got some dick. But don't just be lying on people's dick. Like, if you ain't getting no dick, don't tell them that you got some dick when you had some dick and then, then you didn't want the dick, but you had the dick, but the girlfriend was in the room, so the dick was communal dick, and it was just dicktacular dick dick. I don't know. Sonya, uh-uh. That was a good-ass episode of Roni, though. I liked it. It was pretty calm, though. I'm ready to see some shit go down. I'm excited for Ebony's black Shabbat <laughs> because it looked like for somehow the two white women are about to be arguing at the damn party. Like now how that's about to go, I don't know, but I'm, ex- I'm I'm anxious to see it. Beverly Hills, the reason for the season. This was one of the best Beverly Hills episodes to date. But let me tell you something, Erica. I don't know who the hell you getting loud with. I see. I I can still hear you in my ear. I know you better calm the fuck down, okay? Before I start going off about Beverly Hills, let me give y'all another JV voice note. He's got a couple about Beverly Hills, but let me give y'all the first of the two. And we have to give props over in Beverly Hills to Lisa Juvederm Judy Renner. No matter what, she's gonna keep the mess stirring. So what she exploits her children. So what she exploits her husband in their dated kitchen. It doesn't matter. All right. Lisa Renner is going to stir it up every time she can. Except talking about lawsuits. Because, you know, glass houses. I, for one, am very entertained by Erica. And her stories and tales of, of grandeur. Um, whether they're true or not, I, I don't know. I just like the fact that she's talking a lot more. Let's let's just give her a hand for that. Let's just give her a hand for that. I am thoroughly enjoying Beverly Hills this season too, for that very reason. I mean, Erica, one, Garcelle is giving me everything I need. Two, Crystal and Sutton are giving me everything I need. Three, I enjoy the airiness that is Kathy Hilton. And then four, the lies. The lies, the lies of goddamn Erica Jane. See, what is really happening, even though I'm definitely enjoying Beverly Hills, it's making me way more excited for Salt Lake City because as open, quote unquote, I call it lies, but y'all call it openness, as open as Erica Jane is being, I think Jen Shaw wants to be famous so bad she is going to, she going to take y'all in the lawyer's office she gonna take y'all in the courtroom. Jen Shaw, I feel, is gonna do what the fuck she needs to do to give y'all the best season she can. Because I believe in her mind, she doesn't think she's going to jail. She genuinely believes that she is not going to jail. And that is baffling to me. But I also love the delusions of a housewife more than anything else in life. So that is going to be very, very good television, okay? And I am excited to see it now. Erica Jane, you got your ass on that hill and you told them people all that shit. Garcelle asked you some simple questions. Ones that you felt like were not appropriate. Well, hell, you've been so quote unquote calling yourself being open. Are you being open or are you just going home and practicing and telling these people all the shit you want them to hear? See, I'm not fooled, baby. I'm not fooled by your antics, okay? I am not fooled by your antics. I see right through the shit. You popping off on Garcelle when she wasn't in the car to hear you say, don't mention it. And now you're talking about she needed her moment and all like this. 
Chad Garcia didn't have more moments on this show than you didn't had in your damn five or six years you've been on here. Let's not pull that now. Because you know you, the Ice Queen, you, uh, let me know what. Whew. You and Dorita, I don't know what y'all giving anymore, but they claim y'all give. I guess y'all giving fashion, but now that you can't afford that, I really don't know what you will be giving going forward. But hey, if they like it, I love it, I guess. <laughs> let me actually, before I play this next voice note, Nimade wanted me to let y'all know that she is not pro Erica Jane, okay? <laughs> she is not pro Erica Jane. She is not pro Erica Jane, okay? Now, with that being said, let me play this note. Unpopular opinion? I agree with Erica in this Garcelle situation. Like, she told Garcelle, I think because she felt she could trust her and she'd been through things, she maybe didn't want to tell all the other women in their seemingly perfect marriages. And, like, if I tell someone something in private and you know it's hard for me to open up, the last thing I want is when we're in front of a whole group for you to be like, well, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this with you. If you have to preference it by saying that, then you probably know she wouldn't have wanted it said. So I don't think she should have been rude to Garcelle. Of course not. But I do agree with her that she told Garcelle it in confidence and then Garcelle decided to tell the whole group. Oh, and Sutton can shut the fuck all the way up. With her, oh, people don't react to that unless somebody... Like, bitch, weren't you crying two minutes ago because someone used the word violated? Like, shut the fuck up. Ugh. So I'm actually of a different mind. I genuinely believe that Erica... She had, like, a revelation in this moment. She felt like she was saying way too much on camera. And I think that she didn't think that this was actually going to be on camera. And so now that, <laughs> now that Garcelle actually said, you know, Tom's been calling her, I think there's something out there about them not supposed to, you know, they're not supposed to have contact or something like that. Probably in the best interest of keeping the cases separate. I don't know. But it seemed like Eric was starting to panic and that's what caused that kind of reaction. Dorit, you can definitely shut the hell up in this situation. Now, I mean, you know what? Dorit, you're being pissed me off. You attempting to do anything this season after you've been coasting along, you know how I feel. I, I'm not going to kick a housewife off for just being boring one season. But Dorit, you got to give a little more than uh getting dressed and showing up late. Like, that's not that's not going to be the move too damn often, baby. You got to find, you gonna have to get to some business. Get you some business. It's not. It's not giving what it has supposed to have gave. And now you're getting on the wrong side of history. The fans are clearly on Garcelle's side, and now you deciding you want to pick it with Garcelle. All right. I guess you thought Kyle was gonna hate her and <laughs> was gonna keep hating, and then you can have a friend against her. Now, baby, they friends and that Kyle be commenting on all them damn Instagram posts and stuff. Uh, Dorit, like Nene said, you better get on the winning team. I'm just saying, <laughs> you better get on the winning team. This moment was ridiculous. Nothing about it made sense to me is the issue. So you talk about how you've been so open and honest this season, but Garcelle revealing that the man calls you. You said you don't answer the phone, but you said him calling you is what the issue was. That's a little beyond to me. That's beyond. I can't understand where the line is why was that crossing the line why was why was garcelle being a habitual line stepper 
at that point. I need to know. Nothing about that makes sense to me. I don't get it, but we can all agree that Garcia is doing the Lord's work. And that is what I am enjoying about Beverly Hills this season. She She's doing what Lisa Renner used to do, but now that they've all become such close friends, Lisa Renner no longer does that, and I need her to start. Let me throw it back over to JV for his last Beverly Hills note, and he wants to actually talk about this Garcelle Dorit, this quick little tiff that we got to see during this episode. I feel like as long as Garcelle is on this show, we're going to need to give her special shout-outs weekly because she is doing the work. She's doing the Lord's work. Oh, I love this lady. She's asking all the questions that everybody wants to know because things are not making sense. Some things are making sense. Some things are not. And, and we need her. So thank you. Thank you for your services. When Dorit made those comments like, why would you say this? Why would you bring this up in front of the group when she didn't want you to, to say anything? I was like, I didn't know. I didn't hear that part. So I, I can kind of see the two of them starting to get into it. I feel like this is the start of it. I don't care. Dorit needs to earn her check this year. Well, she's been doing it for a while, so I give her a pass. I give her a pass. Child, I'm still trying to figure out if Erica Jane <laughs> ever found out how much that man sold that house for. The damn house that was right up the street and you didn't know you owned it. You know what? It's a lot of bullshit. Did y'all catch that subtle flex that uh Sutton did? I didn't fu- I didn't even know that I was the part owner in two minor baseball leagues, but apparently I was. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know what the fuck you be doing, all that little humble, humble flexing you be doing. Fucker. Anyway, (laughs) Beverly Hills, of course, is continuing to give everything we need them to give, and I am here for it. Let me go ahead and move on to my last talking point of the episode, and that's, of course, going to be the new episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Before I begin recapping the episode, let me throw it back to JV for his last voice note of the episode. He actually, he's calling out some stuff that I've said before. I'm loving this season of Potomac. I always love Potomac. I think Potomac has taken the title of Best Housewives on Bravo. I've thought that way since, listen, season three was it. Season four was it on a motherfucking stick. Season five did what the fuck it needed to do. And season six is giving, okay? And I credit that to the hardest working woman in reality TV, Giselle Bryant, okay? Y'all can argue with me if you want, but Giselle Bryant is going to be messy even when messy, even when they start to tax being messy, okay? She is still going to be it. She's going to pay that fine every single time, and I appreciate her for it. She is always at the center of every single drama going on on this show, and she is the most needed player in Potomac. Don't argue with me argue with your mammy okay let me throw it to jv and there's also something with potomac that i've been thinking about uh we are all enjoying this season it is great they're they're doing what needs to be done everybody's showing up to work which is wonderful however they need to be careful because what i'm seeing is people that are more conscious that they're being filmed that this is going to be a show this is a storyline 
They're coming in with rehearsed reads. Uh, I feel like they're going to go down the rabbit hole of Atlanta with having full scripts. Um, I hope they don't go down that route, but I see it. I see it. I see it. That's the reason why I love Giselle so much. And I love Robin uh, and even Ashley. Because they don't care. So what their fashions might be questionable. You know? So what they got strap-on houses and (sighs) bad hair. It doesn't matter. Because they're themselves. They are themselves. No matter what, you can go to season one and still see the same person in season six. Except for Asher. Them kids broke her. Not them kids broke Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they did. Okay. Um, (laughs) There's a lot in that that I really agree with. So I'm not concerned about Potomac because I think Potomac is top tier and they're doing what the fuck they need to do, obviously. But I want to touch on the Karens of the shows versus the Giselle and the Robins and Ashley's of the shows. See... I always, I know y'all y'all swear I hate Karen Huger, which I don't. I promise I don't. I like everybody on Potomac. I think everybody on Potomac plays the role that they need to play, and I think they're all necessary. My problem with Karen is mostly with the fans, because I feel like the Potomac viewers act as if Karen can do no wrong, and like Karen doesn't lie, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, she can do wrong and she lies just like the rest of the Bravo community. I mean, like, why are we putting on our rose colored glasses for Karen Hugo? I don't understand. So I'm never going to be on that train, but I do like Karen with that being said though, Karen is the role on the show that I've always just never, I don't know. I, I won't say I've never connected with, but it's that role on Housewives shows that I don't respect the most, if that makes sense. So she's in that role that I feel like is very easy. She's in the role of coming in and just, uh, you know, throwing the, the rehearsed jokes out there and making sure that she's constantly jabbing at the villain. So I think that's the easiest role to be in on any of these shows it guarantees you'll come back time after time. Even though we love, I think that Giselle versus Karen is top tier TV. I love to see it, but it is the easiest role to be in. Giselle obviously has solidified herself. Even though Giselle, Giselle has diehard fans. Like we'll never deny that. The Green Eye Band is too. You know, I'm I'm the third Green Eye Band that I love me a villain. I've always loved the villain. They, I respect that role a little more because it gets you more hate. But Giselle doesn't give a damn about it. Giselle smiles. She doesn't respond to anything on Instagram. She don't care. She don't do the interviews and throw shade, none of that. Giselle goes about her business. She lives her messiness on that camera, and then she goes the fuck on. 
Karen, on the other hand, is always on social media, will always comment every part of the episode, will always take a, a moment to slander Giselle. Like, it gets a little like, ooh, Karen, okay, let's let's move the fuck on now. <laughs> like, let's, let's move on. Wrong road. Not wrong road, but damn. I mean, let's move on, Karen. It, it gets to that point sometimes. So, while I do love Karen, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, no, okay, let me let me just go ahead and make y'all really hate me now. The other person, there are a lot of people on a lot of shows that are in that role. Sonya Morgan is another one. Sorry, I said it. I love Sonya as much as the next person, but Sonya has always been in the easiest role. Sonya can just show up, talk about a hairy pussy, talk about uh this and that, you know, throw some jokes out there, and she's good for the whole season. I don't think we necessarily have ever relied on Sonya for dramatic value mostly comedic like her rubbing hand sanitizer on herself during a reunion for leg shimmer obviously that's for a joke it's not for you know it's not for uh, you know what i'm trying to say shit you know what i don't feel like arguing with none of y'all let me get to the damn episode we start off with ashley and michael bringing the new baby dylan home congrats ashley Seeing Dean being so sweet to Dylan is just as precious as they could. Okay, I might be lying. Y'all, look, I feel like y'all see right through me. I, y'all know I don't do kids here. <laughs> I don't want any throughout the duration of my life, and I don't want to babysit y'all kids, okay? We cut over to Mia and Gordon taking their damn kids to a picnic, and Mia couldn't wait. To bring up what Gordon said last episode about her kids being let down sometimes when she's not there or there to take them to a game or pick them up or whatever. <laughs> she couldn't wait to do that shit. This is when we actually get the beginnings of learning about Mia's past. Having a mother who was on drugs and didn't take care of her that often. We actually find out that she invited her to come to the picnic that day. But mama said, ah, ah eat with your raggedy ass daddy or your husband that's old enough to be your daddy. Okay. She didn't say that, but you know, I read between the lines on this show. Okay. Candace is packing for the trip that she's planned for everyone for Williamsburg. Chris is more concerned about her being able to pop, lock and drop it for whatever damn music video they're about to shoot. Once again, I don't think she's invited Ashley because she's a mother to a newborn. Once again, cut back to Ashley and Giselle, and I actually love this scene. I low-key love Ashley and Giselle's messy-ass friendship. <laughs> Giselle brought that lady a damn six-pack of Corona as a push present. You know what? <laughs> I know the fuck that's right. I let them motherfuckers cool in the damn refrigerator right up until I get done breastfeeding, and I'll be done breastfeeding in two weeks. Shit, fuck, you know, uh, you know what? Let me stop because I was about to go off on them damn kids. <laughs> okay they over there being messy about candace's pajama jam party and dylan shit all over himself from the rooter to the goddamn tutor from the neck to the bike okay from the neck to the bike why i thought i was watching a scary movie Ooh, i'm a piss on your face and I'm a fart in your mouth. I'm a shit on these walls, right? See, do y'all get that reference? No? Okay. Shout out to the goat Brenda, okay? Brenda don't do no wrong. Ah! <laughs> that damn Brenda scene in that movie theater will always be one of my favorite scenes in cinematic history, okay? 
We also learn that Ashley knows nothing about this trip, but Giselle takes it upon herself to invite her. She also tells her about Wendy's outfit that she showed up in. Child, I mention this because this is when we, we, the viewers, hear about the Eddie cheating rumors and him supposedly fathering an outside child. Now, see, we actually saw Giselle tell Ashley this in the trailer at that lunch where Giselle, I think, had on that like yellow turtleneck. I think they they were talking about whatever function they were going to. I think it was maybe Karen's party that Giselle wasn't going to show up to. I don't know. It was whatever it was. But the show chose to pretend like she revealed it here at Ashley's house. They agreed that of all people, Giselle should be the one to address it. Now, why the fuck they felt that was going to be appropriate, I never know. But we saw in them damn previews that Wendy go get that ass together, so I don't know. Wendy and her family, while she was trying to record that lesson plan, listen, <laughs> relatable content, okay? My house be jumping, jumping like the damn club in that damn Destiny's Child video every time I get on Microsoft Teams or Zoom or Skype. It don't damn matter. It's jumping, jump. Oh, you ladies and your man at home every single time I get on it. So I get it. That was relatable content. I, oh, I didn't get to where now I got to put up a damn backdrop every single time I record with somebody, every single time I get on a damn work call, every, I got to let them people know, like, okay, I'm in a damn meeting now, I'm in a meeting, shit, okay, hold on. The conversation, <laughs> Wendy actually brings up the fact that, like, you know, the world tries to always put her in a box that she can't be sexy or she can't be this or that, you know, because everybody wants her to be the button up uh, uh, professor. You know, they want her to be Johns Hopkins all the time. They want her to be four degrees. You know, the conversation between her and Eddie is actually hilarious though. Cause damn Wendy. I mean, you didn't, you didn't, you really ain't did shit for this new business. Have you, you ain't checked on the trademark or the name. You are the only thing you did was bought a whole lot of goddamn candles, and now we don't even know you if you can sell them because we don't know if somebody else got the name. We don't know what's going on, Eddie. Eddie yourself, I need you to step in because Karen Huger, that little bitty ass uh business one on one meeting <laughs> lesson that she gave her is not enough. Eddie, lawyer, I need you to step in. Giselle and Robin go out to dinner, lunch brunch happy hour whatever whatever i don't know what time of day they met her everybody was dressed for something different so i don't damn know with mia robin is so damn fucking so fucking shady i love it mia showed up in an academy awards ball gown with a pimp c coat wrapped around her and robin said that must be the ball gown she met her husband in in that strip club where she wasn't stripping i know the fuck that's right robin <laughs> but i love that mia Mia has been super open, like, during this moment. But, child, that ain't shit for Mia because Mia been open thus far, okay? Mia ain't been, if, if Mia ain't been nothing else, she's been open. She tells him about her mother's drug abuse, like, their recent reconciliation, her father dying of AIDS from, you know, heroin use, etc. It looks like there's another green-eyed bandit in town, okay? Well, 
she ain't got green eyes. So we'll call them the, what we gonna call them? We'll call them the, the high yellow bandits. Okay. <laughs> the beige bandits. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let me stop before y'all uh, call my black ass colorist and try to cancel me. Okay. Y'all know, y'all know it's enough of that on reality TV. Let me not contribute. Okay. <laughs> the beige bandits, you know, I was gonna keep going, but let me, <laughs> let me stop. Okay. I was going to say Millie Vanilli, but it's three of them. So Trilly Manilli. No, let me stop. Okay, for real. <laughs> Let's jump to the party bus. Whoop, whoop. We headed to Williamsburg. I like Williamsburg. I've been to Williamsburg a couple of times. They got a bomb-ass buffet there that I'm not going to tell y'all because I don't want y'all going to my spot. But they, they got a bomb-ass buffet. Okay, just leave it at that. Giselle has on a variation of... Of like the same jacket, but I think it's like a shawl, like a tie shawl. I don't know. But it's the same variation that Ebony from Real Housewives in New York, aka her soror. Oh, I was about to make y'all sound. Let me not let me not do the AKAs like that, okay? It's a variation of that jacket that Dapper Dan got for her for that confessional, that custom, okay? That's one of probably I I swear that is one of my favorite interview looks of all time like across franchises i love that look there are a couple of let me think about this because there are a couple of confessional looks that i've loved throughout history one of them is that one on ebony ebony has given some great confessional looks for a freshman for a, a newbie on a show she's been looking real good Another one of my favorites, Portia, this past season when she had on that black, all black with the black feathers and that short look cut she had, perfection. Portia had another one of my favorites when she had on like that maroon, purple colored lipstick that matched her top. It was, listen, it was, it was good things. Okay. I loved it. It was, it was good things. Okay. That ain't got shit to do with nothing that I'm talking about. But anyway, them commenting on Wendy's Forever 21 clothing is hilarious okay <laughs> they listen y'all gonna let wendy be happy that she got this body yaddy yaddy okay if she bought that body yaddy yaddy then y'all gonna let her flaunt that body yaddy yaddy okay we not gonna argue about this it's her body yaddy yaddy and she can do what she want to she can do what she want to she can do what she want to nothing feels like home more than a housewives show on a stripper pole on a party bus Everybody was having fun, but then in comes Mia. Mia got up there like a goddamn professional. She was like Diamond from the Players Club. Well, not Diamond. Diamond was a little bit stiff. She was like Ebony from the Players Club. She was like Ronnie from the Players Club. Not Tricks. Tricks got out there and everybody left. Y'all remember? <laughs> it's some holes in this house. It's some hole. And then she came out there. They were like, oh, hell no. Nah. Not Tricks. She was like Ronnie, okay? She was she was out there doing it like Ronnie. And she was about the same. You know what? Let me stop. I was about to get canceled again, okay? <laughs> At some point on the bus, Candace reveals the, like, rooming slash housing situation. Her, Giselle... Robin and Mia are all in the main house and a scholar, Wendy and carriage are like in the little cottage on the side. You know, it's, it ain't the main house, but you know, it's a little, you know, around the house, you know, around the side of the house. It's, it's some of that shade. Okay. 
Karen also reveals that she'll be leaving the trip a little early because she's being sworn in as an ambassador of scurvy or surly or burly or wherever the hell she's from there. She'll be an ambassador for there. Now, I don't know why they had that last town need an ambassador, but you know, if they like it, I love it. They get in the house and it's nice. It's nice. Okay, Potomac with a budget. Okay, okay. <laughs> Baby, even Obama didn't stay there, okay? That's how you know it's a nice house. It's president approved, okay? Now, I don't know if he was a senator when he stayed there or he was a, you know, a full-blown president or maybe he was just, you know, campaigning. At the, I don't know, but still, he stayed there. Him and maybe Michelle, too. I don't know, but that's a nice-ass house. Okay, Robin and Mia switching rooms. This is such a small moment, but I feel like it goes back to my theory that I've stated on this podcast numerous times before. We never leave high school and everybody wants to be liked. Mia didn't put up a fight because she wants to stay in the good graces of the green eyed bandits. It's like, okay, stay with me here now. Stay, stay, stay with me. It's going to be a stretch, but stay with me. Okay. It's like having a pickup truck. (laughs) motherfuckers always ask you to help them move just because you have a pickup truck see i have a better idea pay your damn rent pay your damn rent people always choose to move instead of paying that back rent y'all kill me sorry i'm speaking as somebody that has a pickup truck and has had it for years lord jesus anyway as a pickup truck connoisseur (laughs) i usually say you know what let me do them this favor because it's something I might, you know, I might need something one day and I want to keep my karma slate clear. See, that's how it is. That's that's how you do this shit, okay? Maybe Mia was like, okay, let me let Box Braids have this room <laughs> so that, you know, she'll back me up in a future argument when somebody is reading me from top to bottom. Child, with them and with Robin and Giselle in your corner, you might still get red, but maybe they'll help you jump the bitch afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to really help you read her, but they'll help you jump the bitch. Giselle and Karen at the end of this episode. Child, this is a mess. Giselle demands an apology in front of the group. And Karen said, are you talking to me? (laughs) Obviously, yes. (laughs) Then this whole back and forth starts about wishing death upon Ray. I've told y'all before my feelings on this subject. Stretch Armstrong. Mr. Fantastic. It's a reach. It's a reach. But Karen also says that Giselle isn't serious about wanting an apology because she would have pulled her aside if she was. See, I promise I don't hate Karen. I done told y'all. But Karen is such a hypocrite sometimes to me and a liar too, but that's besides the point. (laughs) We love a housewife for being a liar, okay? We'll never hold that against her. Why would Giselle demand a private apology when she's referring to something that happened on the show? At the reunion. Like, wait, wait. You said Giselle wished death on your husband on the show. So you addressed it on the show. Karen, I just, I don't know. I'm glad Robin jumped in, though I'm sure fans are going to focus on that instead of the stupidity of the, the genesis of this whole conflict in the first place. But lordy, lordy, lordy. Giselle finally proclaims, I want Ray to live. 
I want Ray to pay his bills. <laughs> Child. Wait a minute. Why did my mama call me after the episode and said, I missed the end because I was on the phone. Did anybody apologize? Girl, no. You know damn well. Didn't nobody apologize on this show. Apologies do not exist in reality TV. The closest we ever get is, well, I'm sorry if, or I'm sorry that you feel, or well, I beg your pardon for... It's like, what? <laughs> that is not an apology. You know what? I want Ray to pay his bills. I want Ray to live. I want to end this episode. Bye. sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple podcast or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, it's Jan from Toyota, reminding you that Toyotathon is on and here to help make your holidays extra magical. How? Maybe it's driving in a Tacoma in search of the perfect hill to sled down. Popping from store to store in a Prius to find the perfect gift. You did it. How'd you know? Or it could be something much more simple, like surprising loved ones in a RAV4 hybrid. You made it, Bobby! <laughs> You're all grown up! And seeing their faces light up when you pull up to their home. Stop by Toyotathon and make this holiday one to remember. It's the perfect opportunity to gather with your friends and family, both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Current offers on these vehicles end November 30th. Offers are subject to change throughout Toyotathon, which ends on January 3rd. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.